0: Everyone and welcome back. It's me, Nisha, and this is another episode of Adam's Off Thought. Today's thought is always very thought-provoking. It's very intriguing. It's very exciting. It's very interesting topic that I want to talk about. But before I do get into what I want to talk about, I want to ask everyone who is listening to go ahead and just subscribe to my youtube channel to follow me on all my social media on all the podcasting platforms give me a rating five star preferably i want you guys to also share your thoughts how what are you thinking about my thoughts that i'm sharing are they good thoughts am i on the money with these ones or am i just way off with these ones because these are just thoughts that are just coming to me i have done no real prior research or anything these are just things that i'm sitting down and i'm really just thinking about them because i'm just naturally curious but I know that I know nothing, so I'm always here for learning. So if you're thinking that my thoughts are just too off and they're too far off, let me know. Share your thoughts. I want you to share your thoughts. I want you to go ahead and follow me on all the social media platforms. Give me ratings on all the podcast. I don't know where my words coming from today. And all the pad ca- the podcasting platforms, uh, you know, I I'm am I'm, I'm on all of them. And as Adam's of thought... So go ahead. Share your thoughts. I want to know future topics as well. What do you think I should talk about next? Because there's a lot of things I could talk about. So let me know. I I can always talk about anything. I think I have some knowledge on a lot of things. I don't have a lot of knowledge on a lot of things, but I do have some knowledge on a lot, some things. So let me know. Let me know what you think I should talk about. Again, follow me, like, share, subscribe. I want to get as much people listening to me. I want to get as much thoughts. I want people to tell me how it is that, how do I think? How do I feel? Did he let them think about something? Did he not let? Did I teach them anything? Did you learn anything at all from me? Uh, didn't if you didn't and you didn't, that's good. And maybe you can teach me something as well, right? So if not, it is what it is. But without further ado, let me get uh, get into what I want to talk about today. So today's topic of conversation is. I want to talk about toxic relationships and toxicity. So toxic relationships in all sorts, in all forms, like from if you're a parent or a caregiver to the kids to being an adult. I want to talk. I want to talk about it all. So toxic relationships in general. So not only as a wife, husband, or girlfriend, boyfriend relationship, but just even as a friend, even being a talk, being with a friend with somebody that's toxic or something like that, or I want to talk about it all. I want to talk about toxic bonds. I want to talk about just the toxicity of it all and how we're constantly surrounding with toxicity. Whether it's in um, work, you could be working in a very toxic environment. At the end of the day, it all boils down to very simple things. And it is mind boggling how toxic the world is. And I don't understand why isn't this a conversation that we're having more. I'm seeing conversations here and there, like pieces of it. But I'm, it, I don't think a lot of people are aware that e- if they're even in a toxic situation or a toxic relationship. So I'm here today to talk about the signs of a toxic relationship. How do you know if you're a toxic person? Or how do you know if you're attracted to or addicted to a toxic situation or a toxic person? Whether it's been, again, a friendship or a relationship or a partner or whatever the case is. Or how do you know? Are you the perpetrator? (laughs) The culprit? or, Or are you the victim or what what is going on so i want to talk about all of that as always my thoughts keeps me amused and things are interesting so let's get into toxicity so we can trace toxicity back to being a child and if we look at it because there is a biological aspect of it there's a biological underpinning to this toxicity and how we grow up because when we look at adults and we realize that we may be addictive or addicted to certain people in certain situations, in cer- certain circumstances, that makes us feel a particular way. But we don't really, we maybe the subconscious mind is maybe telling us, but we don't really know for, for sure like, hey, this is exactly what's going on until it's maybe been brought to your attention. It's like walking on the street and all the time there is a red car passing you. There's always a red car passing you, but you're not realizing that there's a red car. Your subconscious mind may, up, may pick up on it or maybe your conscious mind or whatever may pick up on it. But you don't really know until somebody brings it to you. Like, Do you know that that red car is always passing by? Is always driving by? And then like, oh yeah, I do realize it. And then now you take note and then you do realize that. So a lot of things are happening around us and a lot of times we aren't fully tuned in and fully aware of what it is that's going on. So I'm here to say, let us talk about toxicity. So yeah, so what I was saying earlier is that being toxic is definitely a biological underpinning to it. What happens is as a child, when we're growing up, when we have caregivers or parents or whoever we want to classify them as there's certain things that's required when growing up to ne- to avoid us from getting into certain circumstances. So what happens is if we're in a very toxic relationship or a very toxic situation with our parents or caregivers, what happens is it, it becomes a norm because our nervous system recognizes the situation as being normal. So if you have a parent that's very belligerent or truculent or belios or belshai or pugnacious or whatever you want to call it, somebody that's um, irascible. So easily angered. They get aggressive easily. I'm, I'm using all the adjectives, but basically what it is is that that comes to anger easily. Anytime anything happens as a kid, they just get angry easily. They don't really take the time out to teach you how to do things better or how to not do the things that's making them angry they just become angry easily so that's how you end up in or that's when you realize that you're in well you may not realize but that is how it is when it comes to being in a toxic situation with your caregiver so what it is is that you're in this environment now with your caregiver being toxic you're nervous system recognizes this as being normal. So when we grow up and we become adults, we tend to go towards that because as a kid, what we, as when you're raising kids, what you need to provide to kids are obviously there's other things that we need to provide, but there's certain things when you look on the psychological level of things that we need to provide to kids that a human need, right? So we need validation. We need love. We need security. We need all those things, And if we're not providing those things to the kid because, you know, you may be somebody that's irascible, you know, easily angered. So you're not providing validation to the kid. You're not providing a loving space, a loving home to the kid. You're not providing uh, security to the kid. You're not doing all of those things or you may be doing, you may be providing security, but you're not validating the kid. You're not making the kid feel loved or your term of showing love is maybe a tough love constantly. It doesn't always work and you're not, you're not validating the kid as well. So what happens is that kid now, the nervous system, again, taking it back to the biological underpinnings of this, where the nervous system actually tunes into that and think this is normal. So when we grow up now or when, you know, as the kids grow up into adulthood, what happens is they search for that. They search for that, what they think is security. They search for that, what they think is the normal without even realizing it's not the normal, because again, it goes back down to the biological underpinnings of that. We think our bodies just recognize this and thinking, this is exactly the situation that we need to be in. So what happens is we form those traumatic, those trauma bonds Or we end up in trauma, um, toxic relationships because we think it's the norm. And what happens is it's definitely because I was questioning myself and I was wondering, is, is being in a toxic relationship addictive? Is it like a drug? Because, you know, when we think about drugs and we think about people who are addicted to anything, like drugs or gambling or whatever it is that people get addicted to, whenever somebody gets addicted to something like that, they, they're in it constantly. They don't want it. You're thinking, why don't they come out of it? They're always in it. They should come out of it. It's easy. No. But I think just like drugs, a relationship, the toxic relationship, we definitely get addicted to toxic relationships. And when I'm saying relationships, again, as I said earlier, is not only romantically. I'm talking about just in general. So whether friendship, platonic relationship, or work, Relationship, you know, work situation that you have going on or just, you know, just relationships in general. We become addicted to the toxicity of that because we think it's the norm. So what happens is that we're constantly searching for validation, security, and a loving environment. But because of how, as a kid, it was posed to us or how we grew up in it, we think that this is how it should look. So we go towards that. So now, what happens is that uh, when we find these people who are manipulators or something, we think that it's okay. People who get angry at us easily. And when I was talking earlier about being addicted to it, is like when you think about a drug or think about something, or somebody who's an addict. There's uh, there's highs and there's lows, and there's all they're always striving to get on that high. Whenever they're in the low. They feel bad, and then they want to get on that high, so they do whatever they need to do to get back on that high. So if it's a drug, if it's gambling, if it's sexist, whatever it is that people get addicted to, they always want to be on that high, so they're constantly searching for that. So what happens in a toxic relationship, it's the same way. So when you're in a toxic relationship, and your brain releases, okay, when you're in a high, when you're in a toxic relationship, and somebody does something and you feel good, you're on a high right now, you feel very good, and your brain releases a dopamine, and it's like, this is good, and you feel good about it, but then that person will twist it around, and then start to maybe belittle you, or you know, show you aggression, they be, may become very pugnacious, you know, easily angered, or something like that, and then it's a low, but then when you're in a low, Based on your childhood, you know that, okay, I need the validation. I need the security and I need the love and I want to get back on a high. So what am I going to do? you're gonna neglect yourselves. We tend to neglect ourselves and I'm including everybody because we're all we all experience this in some point or another of our lives. I don't wanna exclude myself from this and use language that talking like I'm talking about a particular group of people and I'm not a part of the group of people. Everybody has experienced some level of toxicity in their life, whether from work, whether from friendship, whether from relationship, whether from caregivers, parents, whatever it is, we're all we have all experienced some level of toxic relationship some 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 sort of toxic encounter we have had some sort of toxic encounter at some point in time in our lives so whenever we're on that low we want to get back to that high just like a drug addict or a a gambling addict or a sex addict they want to get back to that feeling that they feel that dopamine releasing in the brain to feel good so what they do is they do whatever it is that they need to, to get back. So they neglect themselves. They neglect the fact that they're really feeling bad about the situation. They neglect that this is not good for me. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about what it is that I need to do to get that person to make me feel good about myself again. And it's not good. And then we get stuck into the cycle of just wanting to do whatever we need to, to get back on that high. And, we get stuck into that cycle and it's like we don't want to come out of it because we are constantly chasing the next high. We constantly want to feel that high. We want to be in that state of high and feeling good. So we get trapped into this cycle and we get addicted to it and we don't want to come out of it. And when you look at the extremes of being in, say, a relationship, a boyfriend, girlfriend or husband and wife relationship where there's aggression to the point where it's being physical and you know maybe the boyfriend is beating the girlfriend or the husband's beating the wife or vice versa because you have females who are definitely very (laughs) they'll beat the man as well you know so i'm not gonna only say that there's always man beating female but there's also females beating man um beating on a man too but it goes both ways, and I think maybe the stats is that there's more men being abusive towards female because men, you know, obviously stronger, they can do it. But it's, both cases exist. So, whenever we get to even that point, they don't want to come out of it. And it's just like, it's hard because I always ask myself, why is it that if somebody's in a relationship that is so toxic that you're getting beaten up every single day, why don't you come out of it? But then it's like a drug. It is like you're addicted to it. You're addicted to this cycle, you're addicted to being in this. and as well as if as a, as a child growing up, nobody showed you otherwise. Nobody showed you love, nobody showed you validation. Nobody showed you showed, gave you that sense of security. then you don't know what it is to really have those things, right? Remember, it goes back to biological undertone. It's literally within our nervous system to recognize this as being the norm, but it really isn't. And we're not realizing that this is a bad situation. And what we're doing is creating a bad situation for ourselves. And then if you bring kids into the mix now, now you're bringing the kids to become traumatized. So we form these sort of bonds, these trauma bonds with other people that were in trauma that is traumatizing us more. And it's just more trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. And then nobody is really thinking that I need to get out of this. There's no breaking the cycle. So some, t- some things that you can recognize that if you are somebody that's in a very uh, toxic relationship or toxic situation that you can look at is if you're being manipulated, if you're being gaslit. So being gaslighted is when you have feelings or Certain things that are showing up that's like, wait, I don't feel right about the situation. But when you approach the person or when you confront the person, they're telling you what you're feeling is not valid and you're crazy and insane and you shouldn't be thinking like that. So to put it in a more blunt term, if you're in a relationship and you see signs that your partner may be cheated on you, maybe the secrecy, taking phone calls outside of the room or... Uh, hiding the phone from you or something like that, not letting you in a phone, even though people is, you know, we have to also respect people's privacy. I get it. And there's times and things for that. But there's things that are very apparent when late coming home late from work, maybe smelling like perfume or something like there's signs. We, we all know signs that, you know, something is off whenever you see those signs and then you go to your partner and you're saying, hey, what's going on? I'm noticing you're coming home late from work. I'm noticing you're taking calls outside of the room or whatever the situation might have been and you ask them about it and they're like, no, you're crazy, you're nothing like that, you're making things up, that's not happening, or they're telling you, well, I'm just talking to some friend, it's nothing like where you're getting at, that is gaslighting. Because now what's happening is that, that person is telling you that, whatever uh, situations, or however you're feeling, is not valid because you're making things up. That is how gaslighting works, and that's where it come the terminology comes in, gaslighting is telling you. So now you start the feelings that you're having you're like well i'm wrong and i'm crazy why am i having these feelings why am i having this emotion obviously i'm the crazy person here because you've been gaslit and you don't really know because you're wanting an outside confirmation outside sources to confirm how you're feeling and because they didn't they tell you otherwise you're like okay yeah they're right i am crazy so that happens in those situations and i can understand how that can happen, especially if you're somebody who don't know and you, again, based on your past and everything like that, you don't really know otherwise. So that's signs of being in, obviously there's more signs of being in a toxic relationship, right? If whenever you do something, your partner is quick to, or the person, again, don't always have to be like a relationship. Relationship could be a friendship or work relationship situation, whatever. If the person is quick to anger, right is very irascible or very um belly um bellicose if they're quick to be argumentative aggressive always yelling at you for just minor things that are not really something that serious then yeah it's definitely a sign of being in a toxic situation also if you're finding yourself that you're feeling bad a lot of time about who you are as an individual and you're feeling like you can't do anything right and they're ex you know, they're expressing this grandiose self of self sort of thing, this grandiosity where they're feeling like they're above you and they're putting you down and making you feel like you're not worthy and you're not doing this. That's also a sign of being in a toxic relationship as well. So there's lots of different things. You shouldn't be with In a situation where you're feeling like you're not worthy, feeling like you're not uh, loved, feeling invalidated, not having that sense of security. It is not right because that's just creating more trauma for us, for the individual, for whoever it is in the situation. Because we're not healing from whatever trauma we went through as a child. Then we grow up and we find more trauma. So we're just constant trauma, trauma, trauma and just toxic relationship after the other, after the other, then we're surrounded by a lot of toxicity and we're not realizing. And then in ourselves, we're like, why are we so depressed? Why am I easy to anger? Why do I get angered so easily? Why is it that I project my anger? If somebody come and they say something to you right off the bat, you're yelling and screaming at them and you don't really, you're not tuned in and not realize that the situation didn't call for me to be so easily angered. But because you have so many toxic situations going on, you know, past life is filled with toxicity because, again, we're addicted to it. It, it, It's it's addicting. It is definitely something that's addicting. And we want to feel that high. But anyways, point is, we find ourselves in these situations. We... It's very hard to get out of it, especially when you don't know the telltale signs and when we're looking to be validated and loved and get that sense of security from whoever it is and we're not getting it and we find ourselves just doing whatever it is that we need to, to get that, to get on that high again, it is very dangerous. It is very dangerous. But what I'm thinking is that a lot of time when we're as a caregiver, when we're raising kids, we take this stance as being aggressive and we think that we need to rule with an iron rod you know we don't want to spare the rod and spoil the child sort of thing or we need to be aggressive because if we don't then they'll never learn i'm always saying there's more ways there's more than one way to skin a cat so to speak you can get somebody to understand something without the need for aggression without the need to be very truculent. You know, we don't need to be quick to anger. We don't need to be quick to aggression always. We need to take the time out. And I think that when we're raising kids as caregivers or parents and we're raising the kids and they do something and we tell them not to do it and we may be needing to tell them multiple times not to do something. And then we get angry maybe on the third fourth fifth or sixth time that we have to tell them not to do the same thing and it's like but think about it as an adult there's things that we don't even know we still don't even know things as adults we're expected to know something but we don't know there's things that we're still we're constantly learning about ourselves we're constantly learning about our environment we're constantly learning things we're existing in a state of constantly learning we're constantly evolving we don't just grow and that's it it's Anybody that says that I am an adult and I know everything, that they're a fool, they know nothing. They don't know nothing, right? We're constantly learning things. So if we look at a little kid that we're responsible for or a caregiver is responsible for growing that person, showing that person the right way, the wrong way it may take a few times for them to get it right. As an adult, we don't always get it right. No matter how much we know, we don't always get it right. And everything changes. There's different factors that plays into things that it may make it, the, the outcome may be different, right? There may be unknown variables too. As an adult, when you think about approaching a situation or learning something new, we don't always get it the first time. Sometimes it may need to be explained to us multiple times sometimes we may need to sit down and really mull over sometimes we may need to really think about what it is as adults we know that as adults well some adults know we don't always know everything and know how to handle situations but if we really break it down and to us for us to learn things and as adults it's not easy it's not always easy as abc we may need to take some time to really comprehend whatever it is that we need to learn. Sometimes life lessons are super hard to learn. Sometimes we never learn life lessons because we're not even really tuned in to what is really going on. We're not playing back what happened so we can avoid the same mistake. We don't do that a lot as adults, not everybody. I'm saying, I'm using terminologies as, (laughs) like I'm, you know, maybe exaggerating here or saying things that may not apply to everybody. But some people, I want to say some people because it is... (laughs) I I don't want to what's the terminology that I'm using. I don't want to, you know, include everybody in the same thing and think that everybody not everybody is the same way. This is just for some people. So, as adults, we don't always learn whatever it is that we need to learn in the exact time. Sometimes it takes time. For, if you think about a kid that have a not even I want to say a fraction of of the understanding of life that you have. They don't know everything. There's things that and they're growing up, they're constantly evolving into An adult and there's things that they need to learn we can't expect them to get it the first time the second time the third time sometimes it takes multiple times for them to get it right but we're not thinking about that we're thinking that well I tell you one time you should get it as an adult if somebody tell you something one time do you get it it's not always yes there's cases and situations where you may pick up on something but then again that's because of your experience If you're being introduced to something completely new, you have no prior knowledge of, nothing, and somebody's telling you a completely new concept, are you going to get that concept on the first time? You may need to ask a few questions to get a better understanding. You may need to take. So as a kid, they don't know that you need to maybe ask a few questions. Why is it that I don't need to do that? If you're telling me don't move the bottle, they're not thinking I need to ask questions. Why should I not move? There are some kids like that. There are some kids that are very smart and they know that. OK, let me ask more questions. But not every kid is like that, especially if the kid is not being raised in a household where it's OK for them to ask questions. Sometimes kids are asking questions and it may be interpreted as being rude. You know, you're talking back. You shouldn't be talking back to me. And they're just curious. They're curious being growing up in a world and they want to know things and they want to understand things, but we're not creating that space to allow them to understand things. We're not giving them what it is that they require. We're just being toxic. <laughs> we're being very toxic to them and creating very toxic environment and making that the norm for them to grow up in. And I don't think it's right. Yes, I understand that. Not not everything is always black and white there's gray areas to things i understand that being a parent or a caregiver is not easy it's not an easy feat there's challenges that comes with it understand it i am not saying that we shouldn't do what we need to to get our kids on the right path i'm saying we can find different ways we don't always have to create we don't always have to approach things with this level of aggression to where we're taking it out on them physically or we're belittling them because a lot of time when we're trying to uh, call out a kid for doing something we're using terms like you stupid you're idiot we're belittling them we're making them feel less than and that is very toxic that is where the toxic comes in because if somebody don't know something as an adult and somebody Calls you certain names, you feel away. You feel very, you feel away. You get all up in your feelings and you wanna cry and you wanna do whatever and you wanna lash out. So to think about as a little kid growing up and they do something and then we lash out at them right there and then and they can't respond because if they respond, you're like, well, You're talking back and you shouldn't be talking back and you have no manners and you shouldn't be doing this and that and that. And then in what that is met with is more aggression because you as a parent, you feel like you're not being respected and you're being super disrespectful and you need to assert your dominant, your authority, your, your, you know, show them that you are the one that's in control here. And you then, you know, you abuse them. You abuse the kid. And I don't think I, I like to call myself or I like to consider myself as a pacifist. And I don't think that I think things could be resolved with without violence. I always think that things could be resolved without violence. I think the brain is very fascinated in how psychology works and everything. And I think we can there's so many things that gets accomplished without violence We can accomplish so many things. And when you talk about manipulation and doing this and all of that, you can accomplish the same things with using different tactics. There's different tactics to do things. We don't always have to resort to doing the extreme. I think that especially as kids growing up, as humans, we're we're understanding beings, right? We have that bond with each other where we're very understanding to each other. So if we take the time out to really explain certain situations and we allow people to really express themselves and to do, then yes. But it goes back to toxic relationships and toxic bond and how addicting it is and how whenever you're in a cycle of this addiction It's hard for you to get out because of the highs and the lows that you experience, you know, the release of the dopamine in the the brain and, you know, feel good. You feel happy. But then you're constantly chasing that. When do we get away from it? How do we get away from it? But first, I think we have to realize that you're in a toxic situation. You're constantly chasing that high. And when we realize that, first step is to just realize it, is to acknowledge it. I'm in a situation that it's not good for me because I'm neglecting myself and I'm putting so much energy in trying to chase that high that I get from this person that I'm forgetting everything else about myself. I'm not taking the time out to really pay attention to my body and myself. So once you get to that point where you realize that, then the next step is how do you get out of it? How do you... Remove yourself from the situation because it's not good for you, because you're going to hurt somebody else in turn, because you're dealing with so much traumas, so much toxicity in your life that you're going to then project it onto other people, onto innocent people that have nothing to do with your trauma. It has nothing to do with them. And we don't deal with our traumas. We leave it there and we think that, well, everybody has trauma Every- Yes, everybody goes through things. everybody goes through things. everybody has those things that they're facing their demons that they're battling or skeletons or clothes or whatever however you want to phrase it and put it. Everybody has things they're going through. Should we project that onto somebody else? No, we should not. We should be dealing with our shit. We should be dealing with our shit how however we can deal with it. So whether it's talking to somebody, I don't think we should not t- not talk about our traumas. We should talk and heal from those traumas so that we don't pass those traumas on to the kids or somebody else or partners, whatever situation. But what we keep doing is passing on the trauma. We keep passing on the trauma like it's a baton. <laughs> Like it's a rite of passage, you know, if, if you're in a job and you're working with a very toxic boss, that's very rude and, you know, will definitely harass you in whatever way. And you feel like, OK, in order to get to that point, I need to deal with this. And then when you get to that point in that boss's position or that level, because you that's what you experience and you think it's normal, you then pass it on to the next person, the same thing in a relationship, right? The same thing as a kid, the same, it's the same thing. It's all in this, everything ties into the same thing. You experience some level of toxicity and you think, okay, I'm experiencing this and it's okay. So now whenever you meet somebody else, you're going to pass it on. You're going to project that, which is why a lot of time when you think about even in a relate in, in a toxic relationship, if A female or a guy whoever was engaged with somebody that was very toxic and the person cheated on them and they treated them really bad and they finally get out of the situation the relationship and they now go into another relationship because of all of that those that unhealed trauma that memory all of that stuff that they didn't deal with they're now projecting that onto the new partner they're now not trusting this person. Maybe the person is not trustworthy. Then why are you with the person? If you're with somebody that I don't think he could be trusted in, why are you with the person? Right? You don't trust this person. It could also be because of your trauma. The person could also not be a trustworthy person for sure, a hundred percent. But because of you did you didn't deal with whatever issues you have from your past relationships or relationship. You just pass it on, you project it, and now you create now a whole environment. Now you're ruining somebody else because this person could probably really care about you. And now whatever issues you're having, you're projecting it onto this person. So now this person is now getting that toxicity and because they love you, they're now they want to experience you and who you are because they are feeling like, hey, this and this is where it comes with a trauma bond too, you know, the trauma <laughs> the trauma bond. Because they want to bond through trauma, which is also another issue. (laughs) It's also another issue. Like, there's so many issues that we're not dealing with, that we're not talking about. I do not, I'm not here for any of it. I think we should absolutely deal with our issues. We shouldn't pass it on. There's so much. Sometimes I'm just talking to somebody, and just the way that they're talking, You can tell that this person is somebody that's been through it in life. Just by the terminologies that they're using, they have no self-esteem, no confidence in themselves. It's because of what they've been through. And it's like they're not even, I don't really, I don't want to say that I'm victim blaming here, but I think that if you are naive, I don't think you should remain naive you can learn things. You can educate yourself. I think as because a lot of times when I have conversations with people who have been in an abusive situation whether the relationship or how they were raised or something like that, and they try to come up with reasons or to validate that, well, I was a really bad kid, so I deserve to be abused or I didn't listen to my parents, so it makes sense why I was being abused. But then Have you ever thought about why you were doing what you were doing? Because a lot of time when kids do things or when people do things, there's a reason for it. There's no no reason behind it. So if you're somebody who is not getting enough love, you're not being validated or something is missing, you're going to act out. You're going to want attention. So as a kid growing up and you're maybe acting out, it's because you want attention. And the attention that you're getting is not the right attention because... Responding as a caregiver, responding to that with, you know, being irascible is not the way to go. So responding to that with aggression is not the way to go. So if a kid is wanting attention, they're lashing out, they're doing whatever or they're acting out, you shouldn't meet that with aggression. You should meet that with let me take the time out to really figure out what's going on in my kid's life. If you don't have time because of situations or circumstances in life that's preventing you from actually being a good parent, you should not project that onto the kid. That's not the kid's fault. The kid did not ask to be here or as a caregiver or whatever, they did not ask to be in this situation. They were just placed into it out of forces outside of their control. So if you're the adult, you're in control in this situation, don't pass that on Take the time out. And again, not everything is always black and white. Being a parent or a caregiver is not always easy. I understand it. Or being in a relationship with somebody that's very certain so We have to take the time out to know ourselves, know the other person, know what works and what doesn't work. And aggression is not the answer right? Being truculent, belligerent, belshai, you know, pugnacious, whatever you want to call it. It is not the answer. I think we should take better care of ourselves. And when we're in these situations, we can find a workaround. I'm not saying that if you're with somebody and you can tell that this person has had a pass, you know, they've had a very hard pass and they need some, you know, tender love and loving care and all of this. You may want to bring in a professional. You may because you may not want to give up because we don't want to think about giving up easily, especially on somebody that we love. I understand. So you may want to bring in uh, help, the professional. You may want to go get counseling. You may want to do some. And the thing is this thought that we have that, you know, you're being weak. If you're showing any emotions or if you're saying that, hey, listen, I'm hurting right now and I can't deal with this and need help. We're looking down on those people. We need to get away from that because there's things that people have, again, unhealed traumas, you know, unhealed trauma, being in toxic situations, just not knowing how to deal with life and just situation. We don't want to look down on those people. We want to make sure that we're getting people the help that they need. We shouldn't be passing on traumas. Like Trauma shouldn't be something that's inherited. (laughs) We shouldn't be inheriting traumas. We should be able to understand where somebody's coming from and then work towards them being a better person. If you're somebody who you weren't taught certain things, you can take the time out to educate yourself. We have literally the world at our fingertips. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has access to information. Right, So you can absolutely research and to become a better person. When people are saying to me, well, there's nothing I can do about the situation that I'm in. I hate that. I absolutely hate. I despise that. What? What do you mean there's nothing you can do with the situation that you're in? You absolutely can do something. I understand there's things outside of her control. I understand it. I'm not talking about things outside of her control. I'm talking about things inside of her control. I'm talking about being a better human right? Just in general. I'm talking about not being aggressive, not being hostile, not be so quick to anger, not, you know, creating traumas for people, everybody around you, not creating a toxic environment for everyone around you because you're just a shitty human being and you just don't care about being better because you were raised in a particular situation that whatever, everybody has their shit that they're going through. Everybody has to deal with shit. Does it mean that does it give you the right to continue being a shitty ass human being? No, it does not give you the right to continue being a shitty ass human being. If you don't know how to be good at something, you're gonna learn it, right? Whatever you want to do, how if you want to get better at something, you go learn how to become better at it. So if you are if you know that as a child, when you were growing up, your parents were very aggressive, very harsh with you. They do not give you that those basic love, validation, security, whatever it is, and you know that having, cause you know, hey, hey, I don't want to make my kids grow up in the same environment. So you know what? I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure that I know what I need to know, so that I don't put them through the same trauma, cause you don't. I I know, I don't want to think that anybody is willingly putting people through traumas because. That may be the reality of the situation, but I'm going to give you know, people who are in those situations the benefit of the doubt and saying, hey, they maybe don't know, or it's not something that they're willingly doing or knowingly doing. Maybe they're just doing it because it's the only thing that they know. But think about how you felt when the same thing was being done to you. And I think a lot of time we forget about that. We stray away from how you felt when you were being punished about something that you did, and the reason why you did the thing that you did, you may not even know why you did it. If you take the time out to sit down and like, well, the reason why I was being such a rowdy teenager is because I wasn't getting enough attention. I didn't get validated from my parents. I didn't have a loving environment. Whatever the, You're not sitting down to think about that. You're just thinking that it's all your fault, and you deserved it. But a lot of time, it could be broken down to, no, you did not. You did not deserve to be treated the way you deserve the way you were treated by your caregiver. You know, It could have been dealt with a different way. If you, If you were being given exactly what you needed to be given, you would not be acting out the way that you acted, right? But that's neither here nor there because again, I understand it is not always black and white when it comes to things like this. It changes, right? Things change, things happen. There's always unknown variables that is, you know, playing part in whatever situation that we're in. I completely understand all of that. But I think that if we're being shitty ass human and we're being very Irascible, That's the word of the day for me. <laughs> we're being very, but it's all about being aggressive. I'm talking about being aggressive, being hostile to each other and to other people. So if we know that we're shitty ass humans and we're shitting on other people, we should take the time out to be better, to become better. Even if you're somebody that can't read, so you can't type in your phone, there's an option where you can talk into it and it can tell you ways and how to be better. But first, you have to realize, you have to acknowledge the first step of breaking the cycle is to realize that you're in a situation that is not ideal and you want to change. You have to want to change too. If you don't want to change, then you're not going to change, right? You have to come to the realization that you're in a situation that you don't want to be in and you want to change it. That's where it happens first because not everybody wants to change. People want to be still. Some people are naive. Some people think it's okay. Some people think, hey, it's okay for me to act like this, to behave like this. It's okay. It's normal. This is what I'm used to. But then you think about how did you feel again when you were in a situation? You didn't feel good. You didn't feel good when when you asked a question and you were being belittled or berated for it. You didn't feel good. So why do you think that now you need to pass on that same trauma to somebody else? we're not thinking about that so that's something that we need to think about more but when it comes to toxic relationship and toxicity and trauma bond and all of that it is something we need to try to move away from as best as possible if we can I don't think it's something we should be passing on we shouldn't be projecting it a lot of time I have conversations with people and they're projecting their trauma onto me (laughs) and I'm like why what did I ever do to you you don't need to cuss me out (laughs) You don't need to come at me so harshly. Like, I didn't do nothing to you. Calm down. Calm down, Karen. (laughs) Calm down, Karen. But that it is what it is. That's neither here nor there. But I think that I try my best not to project my shit onto other people. Because as I said, everybody has their shit going on. Everybody's, at some point, they get overwhelmed. At some point, work is overwhelming. Life is overwhelming. Everything happens. We don't need to pass that on. That doesn't negate the fact of being a shitty ass human being. We can take the time out to reflect on us as being a being and being better and making others' life not as traumatic, not expose other to the same trauma we faced, or the yeah, not expose other to the same trauma that we faced, right? We can take the time out to do all of that just to make it a better life. And I think if we do that interactions will be better memories will we'll have better memories and we'll stop making excuses for people just being shitty we have shitty parents for those who had shitty parents and we make excuses for those shitty parents and saying well i deserve it no you did not deserve it you absolutely did not deserve it if you were being given what you needed to be given you would not you would have not been the way you were we're not realizing that. And I understand that when you're having kids, and sometimes kids are difficult to raise, especially if the kid is maybe have some sort of neurodivergent disorder or have some neurological issues or something disorder like that. I understand that. But if you're raising a kid that's a normal kid, whatever normal looks like, they're not having any issues, they haven't been diagnosed with anything, and they're normal kid then there's no reason for, if this kid is acting out, obviously there's something missing and you need to take the time out to realize what's missing. I think we're just expecting too much of kids to just know everything when as adults, we don't know a lot of things and we are not taking the time out to teach these kids these things. So I don't think anybody who has been in any Uh, aggressive situation or any toxic relationship deserve to be there I think as I've said multiple times here that they just don't know the difference that's all they've been exposed to and they just their body literally thinks it's the norm and without anybody bringing it to their knowledge they will never know they will just continue in the situation not knowing that they're in a toxic situation and people are being toxic. Sometimes they don't even know that they're being toxic because nobody ever told them about it and that's just what they've been exposed to and they think it's normal. But we need to break this cycle. We need to break this cycle. It is it is not good. It is not good, but we can just do what we can day by day. With that being said, I'm going to say thank you for joining me. This was a long-winded one, but it's a conversation that I needed to have is a thought that I needed to get out there and I hope that this could affect some change in somebody. If you're feeling like you're in that situation that's very toxic you can, or if you didn't realize that you were a toxic person through manipulation, through control, through this, through that. There's a whole leap of red flags that we're not even aware of that we do on a daily basis because it's something that we learned you know, growing up, because everything could be traced back to being a child. Everything could be traced back. If you're a shitty human, it could be traced back to having a shitty childhood or having shitty experiences in life. So it resulted in a shitty human, right? With every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction sort of situation. So I'm going to conclude today's topic on toxicity and toxic relationship and hope that Whoever listened to this, if you are in that situation, you can get out of it because it is a drug. It is it of it is kind of like a drug. Is it addicting? It is very addicting to be drawn to that, to want to be in that. So if you are, you want to get out because nothing feels better than feeling good about yourself, waking up and feeling really good about yourself. And you can do whatever you need to to do it. Don't chase short term feeling good short term highs right you want to you want to create a long term feeling good about yourself you should be waking up and you should feel good maybe 60% or 70% of the time because life happens you know things happen but the percentage of you feeling good and feeling happy and feeling confident and having self esteem should be a higher number than you feeling depressed and feeling sad and feeling like life is just overwhelming if you're struggling with obvious things, then I understand it. But if you're in a situation that you can remove yourself from or set boundaries, a part of it is also setting boundaries. We, we're not setting enough boundaries as well. We, we, we don't think <laughs> boundaries is something that doesn't exist, but it should exist more. You want to limit your interaction with somebody that makes you feel bad about yourself. You want to limit that. Set healthy boundaries with everybody who you feel like you need to have a boundary with if you if it's a in a relationship with a partner that's aggressive or whatever the case is set boundaries if it's with a friend set those boundaries at work set those boundaries at the end of the day what matters is you your mental health is what matters who you are as an individual is what matters set those boundaries set them set those boundaries so that you can become a better you can heal from the trauma you can get away from the toxicity you can just live to be who you truly are or who you're truly meant to be which i'm sure is not a shitty person right so set boundaries however you need to set those boundaries just make sure that you're doing what is right for you okay with that being said, I'm going to wrap up today's very long-winded one and as always, I can't wait to for you to join me on my next thought, whatever that thought is. Thanks again for joining me and don't forget to follow me if you listen to the very end of this. Thank you. But if go ahead, follow me on my social media platforms. Let me know what do you think of this thought? Was this thought a good thought? Was it a very bad thought? Was I spot on? Was it you know, was I very wrong on this? Let me know. Give me thumbs up. Give me ratings. Five star rating, preferably, as I'm saying, if I start. And let me know what you think. But thanks again for joining me. I can't wait to for you to join me on my next thought, whatever that will be.